It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're in Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to <laughs> and welcome to another edition of Locked On Bengals. I got Jake laughing because we are in person for the first time in the history of the podcast. So, man, aren't if you can't, if you're not watching us and you're listening, you, you need to make sure you subscribe on YouTube because it's going to be so much fun this week doing this in person. At least I'm going to have fun dancing, and Jake, <laughs> well, he might laugh a little more than normal. I'm going to try to keep a straight face as much as possible. <laughs> I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're going to be joined by uh, our normal film host, Mike Santagata, in a few minutes. But before that, we're in L.A. We were on Radio Row this morning, and that's where we wanted to start. It's, it's pretty cool that we're out here. We have a lot of good stuff coming your way this week, including, you know, Ryan Leaf, for example, talking about Joe Burrow. That might be coming your way uh Maybe tomorrow, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff. We're working on a, a, a you know some really big guests, some uh, national names, some not so uh, you know local names that you're used to hearing, but we're still bringing you Bengal Sands and the film analysis and all of the stuff that you're used to. So tell all your friends, like I said, subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Jake, you don't know this, but I, I ran into someone at Radio Row. And uh, they're in, they live in the California area, not going to out them. I was like, all right, what do you think about this game? What do you think about the matchup? It's Super Bowl 56. Obviously, people in Cincinnati are optimistic. They're excited. And he's like, and he looked at me, he's like, James, no one's given the Bengals a chance. And so I was like, ding, ding, ding. I can't wait to come on Locked On Bengals because I know you are going to clip this. Uh, on YouTube or clip the audio and make sure Joe Burrow and everybody sees it because nobody in Los Angeles right now from a California, not only native resident, Los Angeles resident says, nobody's given the Bengals a chance. You didn't even know that until just now your reaction. Can you, we can't say who that was. That's an anonymous. Can't say who it was. They are in the industry though. And they would be plugged in enough to talk to to people and, and have friends and family. But obviously, outside of that, it's not just Rams fans. It's people that, the, you know, he's talking to. So I, I said it's a he. It's a guy. There you go. I'm surprised that nobody's giving them a chance. I mean, the Rams haven't been great. Like, they're eking out their playoff wins, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they're crushing teams. Matt Stafford's maybe playing a little bit cleaner, but the guy – like I said on Twitter, I was watching the the Vikings-Rams game from this year. The guy loves to throw balls that should be picked off, as Matt Minnick said in his reply to my tweet. I mean, PFF had him charted for four turnover-worthy plays in that game. Mm-hmm. I think I saw six, seven balls that could have been intercepted. And 
the Vikings just didn't capitalize. So I don't know, not giving the Bengals a chance when Matt Stafford is one of the quarterbacks seems a little bit crazy to me. My radio row story that I don't think you heard is something that's going to drive me crazy this week. I was walking out to, to go get like a, a snack or something. Maybe it was that protein box that left something to be desired. He left his belt bars at home, yeah, which is a, a story for another day. A huge mistake. We don't have, we don't have enough belt bars here. I do, but so, not for him, you know. It's a real tragedy, but I was walking out to go get a snack and the, this, some, some guest on a radio show really loud was like, he's a, he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. We're talking about like, just going off about Joe Burrow. And I'm like, man, I got to listen to this all week. Joe Burrow's a most sacked quarterback in the NFL. And yes, he was, but like, aren't, when does it matter? Right. And so I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Obviously, we've talked about how it's changed the offense. We're going to talk to Mike about what the Bengals can do with Aaron Donald coming and all this pass rush from the Rams coming and how they can adapt and all that stuff. And it does matter, but it's not costing them games like they're winning games, even though that's happening. And that's what I'm just going to get. We're going to hear that so many times this week, James, and and it's going to drive me nuts. And we're going to tell you about it because, well, let's be honest. Joe Burrow doesn't want to be the underdog. He is the underdog. The Bengals are underdogs. And that's a fun – I think it's a fun spot to be in personally. Uh, But neither here nor there. We'll uh, give you the latest from Radio Row and the latest from Los Angeles and the latest from, you know, what the Bengals are saying or doing. They travel uh, to Los Angeles on Tuesday. So – uh, we'll have a little bit more there, uh, but yeah, I, uh, and we'll get into this with Sands. I just think that that's what people are going to look at. They're going to look at the sacks. They're going to look at Burrow and they're going to say, look, he's really good. And this is a young team, but the magic's run out and it, it, and it, it, it doesn't have to run out. And it's not every national analyst or anything like that. Like Tony Dungy, for example, was on with Dan Hort and Dave Lapham. And he said that the culture reminds him of the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. Sure. And and that was when Nick Foles beat Tom Brady after Tom Brady threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. Like, that shouldn't happen, right? It, well, it did. And uh, and so, no, I, I think the Bengals have a shot. We weren't trying to start negative outside of anything other than giving you what we're hearing and, yeah. and to uh, – Two interesting stories that we didn't know about yet. And I, I can't wait, by the way, because we're going to get to go on some of these shows. And guess what I'm going to laugh at? The guy that's like, oh, my God, he's been sacked more than anyone else in the NFL. And they have no shot. At, they have a shot. I think they, they they certainly have more than a shot. And that's uh, that's exciting, Jake. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely have a shot. To your point, James, I mean, we, we've talked about this number, I think. When, when Joe Burrow has been a three-and-a-half-point dog this year, he's won every oh. single game. Oh, three- Last I checked, it was a four and a half, four and a half point spread. Last I looked, I'm just, last I looked, I don't know. Just saying. I don't know if Jake Lisko's trying to foreshadow the, the future. But where, where did you see that? Maybe uh, we should talk about that and, well, and talk to Mike. Yeah, let's get to, to Bengal Sands, a.k.a. Mike Santagata, who's, uh, this dude texted me on Monday morning like, hey, I'm going to have 52 articles at all Bengals this week. That doesn't include his stuff he does for Locked On Bengals. This dude is ready to go, so we'll talk with him next. But first, I have to tell you about BetOnline.net because it's the first, it's the one, it's the only place you should go to wager on the big game. We're less than a week away. The countdown is on, and they have more props than you could ever imagine. I'm telling you, you can wager on so many different things. Will they show Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, Jackpot Joey with a cigar? 
during the broadcast. That's one. Uh, you know, there's so many different man. I stole that one. Someone told me, I, I stole that one today, but that's okay because as long as you go to betonline.net, you can wager on the big game. I've used them. He's used them. You can use them right now by going to betonline.net. And yeah, they also have NBA if you want to wager on the NBA, college hoops, and so much more in one spot. Betonline.net. Betonline, where the game starts. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals also brought to you by GetUpside, the incredible app that's going to save you money on gas. You know that filling up your tank right now costs more than it should. And right now, if you sign up for GetUpside, we can get you 25 cents per gallon back or more when you use promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up. There's absolutely no reason to pay full price for gas when you have the GetUpside app at your disposal. Go find it in the App Store or in the Google Play App Store. Don't do it. Save yourself the money. It's there for you. Again, the free GetUpside app on the App Store, promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to get at least $0.25 per gallon in cash back on your first tank, and you can cash out really easily anywhere you want to get the money, bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, maybe as James loves to say, you want to get us something nice. Nobody's done that yet. Not yet. No. But maybe if you find a little windfall from GetUpside, yet. it'll be you. So again, GetUpside app, promo code touchdown for 25 cents or more on your first fill up with the GetUpside app. There he is. Bengal Sands is here. Bengal Sands. That's Mike <laughs> Santana right there. There he is. In, in, well, he's in a normal. Why isn't he here? In this, anyway, that's okay. Maybe, maybe another year if the Bengals win the Bengals, I should say, get back to the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll have to bring Mike. I don't up. know. They don't even have a chance this time. They don't have. A they don't chance. have a chance, Mike. Mike, let's start with the <laughs> Bengals are on offense, and I, I think that where where this game starts certainly is talking about the offensive line and dealing with the formidable front that is the Los Angeles Rams. I was watching again. I was watching that Vikings game. I fell asleep when I was getting to the Tampa game. I kept trying to watch the. <laughs> the Buccaneers film and kept falling asleep. But in that Vikings game, Aaron Donald, man, that guy's just a cheat code. He does this in every game that he plays in, just teleports the way that Geno Atkins used to teleport, getting into the backfield on pass plays, on run plays. So starting there and looking at what the Bengals have done against the Titans, against the Chiefs to try to adapt the offense, more of the same or are there some unique opportunities here against the Rams with how much they like to play single high? Definitely more opportunities when it comes to Donald. I mean, there's no stopping him, but, and this will be one of my new 52 articles this week in slowing him down. is just, you got to get two guys on him, no matter what I, they, that now the Rams know that too. This is like very simple football of, well, that's their best player. Let's get a double team on him. And the Rams are going to go, <laughs> well, let's put him in a spot where you can't double team him. I don't care where they line him up because, they get an overload fronts with three guys to one side and Donald on the other. You slide two guys to him. If they put him at a three technique and whatever, if he's a, if he's out on the edge, you move the tackle and the guard over to him. Just get two guys on him because when you get two guys on him, it felt like his win rate or whatever you want to call it was probably like 10%. I don't know, somewhere around there. And when he was solo blocked, Oh man, it feels like 80% of the time he takes that guy to the woodshed. And the one thing that was interesting when I was watching film is something the Cardinals do. And you almost don't want to take anything that the Cardinals do because they got blown out. But 
uh what they did was they had james connor in the backfield and this was something that i i uh postulated on twitter just galaxy brain idea hey what if we just let the running back wait for him to lose and then he goes and tries to block him too and they did that and it worked for a little bit i mean there were times that connor got picked up and thrown into the quarterback but i mean it's a it's an obstacle it's it's something to get in the way of donald he's not going to hold up but if you if you're just running three-step drops or something and donald is isolated against uh identity and you don't have a way to get the center over to him you just go all right get in his way Mixon or p ryan or whoever just get in his way you, you're probably going to take a shot you're probably going to get picked up off your feet but just slow him down so there's a few ways and yeah it's going to be a battle of can you isolate Donald against any of uh, any of the Bengals offensive linemen. Cause I mean, Aaron Donald's one of the best players in NFL history. And I think that's an interesting battle, but on the other end of that is when you are sliding guys and moving your protection around just because of Donald, it isolates Von Miller and Leonard Floyd on the outside against your tackles. So you have to trust them to hold up. Now, I mean, you could leave a tight end in on one of their sides and give them a chip, but there's going to be one guy that gets a one-on-one and you're going to just going to need that offensive lineman to step up. So I think that's one of the uh, most important battles of the day, obviously. I mean, I think that's going to be the main talking point is Burrow takes a hundred sacks in a season and the Rams have Aaron Donald and Von Miller to shoe in hall of famers. So can they protect against that? The answer is probably not really, but when you need to, you got to just get two hands on each of those guys and hope that your guy can hold up against Floyd. Yeah, exactly. You, you started to talk about Von Miller and Floyd, and, and it kind of goes down the line. I mean, it's not just the Aaron Donald show, and I, I think that's the tough part, right? I mean, we saw what Tennessee did, and yeah, Jeffrey Simmons was really, really good, but they had depth, and they had dudes, and it's not just one guy, and th- that's the thing here. It's not just Donald. I think that they'll certainly be able to get pressure with Von Miller, with Floyd, with guys even beyond that. Uh, how, how often – are the others. And I guess Von Miller, I mean, he's considered almost a role player in that right now, which is kind of crazy, but the others, how impactful have they been? Maybe not all season long, but over the past six weeks or so, as the Rams have gotten healthy and played at the level they've played in this postseason. Well, if Jake ever ends up watching that Buccaneers film, he could be terrified of Von Miller like I am because uh, he, he killed Donovan Smith on the left side and that's moving right, over. Yeah. Yeah, the backup right tackle got a few reps of it too, but uh, he looked like prime Von Miller at times. He got a strip sack in there, a strip sack against Brady like it was 2015. I was, there were some moments in there that I was like, oh boy, that's <laughs> get a chip on him too. Uh, but then there's other games you watch, and I don't know why, but Raheem Morris will drop him into coverage 10 snaps a game. And I, I mean, one or two snaps, I think that's fine. Just as a changeup, if uh, the Bengals are trying to get two guys on Miller, they waste, they end up wasting two guys or at least one of them. But when you're doing it like 10 times a game, it's like, cool. <laughs> I prefer him in coverage. He's not, he doesn't have like the spatial awareness to get Boyd, Boyd's running a route behind him. He's not going to sink underneath and get an interception. I mean, I'm not nervous about Von Miller in coverage. So Hopefully you get a lot of that. Maybe the Bengals can figure out when they do that, why they do that, how they do that. Um, I think it has something to do with when they put uh, wide receivers into like three wide receivers on one side with a tight end on the other. I think that forces him to walk out sometimes just so you can't hit quick stuff. But if they can figure that out and get him to drop a dozen times in this game, I mean, that's a huge win for the Bengals. 
it seems like one of the areas of Vikings like to attack a lot. And I keep referring to this game because it's the one that I've watched most recently is behind those linebackers behind the second level of the Rams defense. And, and to your point, if it is Von Miller dropping into coverage, that that is something that you would want to attack. The thing that I noticed was it seemed to be on the weak side of the formation. So the Rams will do their five man fronts against anything that's heavier than 11 personnel. If there's two tight ends or if there's a fullback and a tight end, they'll, they'll put a five man defensive line on the field and a lot of times we'll drop one of those guys out and it seems like it might be the side without the tight end that that was i mean i'm sure it's more complicated than that right but that that was my simple observation honestly not really that it's called a penny front uh that five man surface that they use and uh most of the penny front they use sam blitzes so it's like penny sam eight would be their quarter quarter half adjustment and that's just bringing the Sam linebacker, the strong side, and you drop the the Jack, which would be the weak side outside linebacker. And yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of it. But uh, they also run the saw, which is Sam and Will coming. So they'll bring five. They bring five yeah. fairly often. But I mean, they that do. is what happens is that it's the weak side guy that's dropping. So good observation. To, to me, there's a risk when you bring the five guys, especially because like they are they have no fear leaving Jalen Ramsey on an island. I think Raheem Morris talked about that this week. He he was, you know, we're, we're going to dictate the matchups is essentially what he said when he was asked, are you going to leave Jalen Ramsey on an island with with uh, Jamar Chase? And they did it with Justin Jefferson, and he mostly beat the heck out of Jefferson. And, and some of that was on Kirk Cousins. It wasn't all on Jefferson. But to me, there's an opportunity there. Like if they're going to rush five and they're going to continue to play these middle of the field closed defenses meaning cover one where they're keeping the safety in the middle of the field or cover three where again the deep safety the post safety staying in the middle of the field you have corners taking thirds they obviously don't only play single high coverages but they've done a lot of that this year including doing that and those are the teams that i asked you for mike against teams that i thought had a very good number one receiver where maybe they would like to change their approach doesn't seem like that happens is that what you saw as well in the games you watched yeah um i think Early on, early downs, they like to get into single high stuff. Now, they they like to show it as too high at the start. Yeah. They don't like to just show up in single high and let you know what they're playing. But, I mean, they play cover one, cover three plenty on early downs. And, uh, I mean, the secret is on zone, in zone, they're not going to follow anybody with Jalen Ramsey. He, Jamar Chase can probably get whatever matchup he wants because they didn't do it to Adams. They didn't do it to Mike Evans. The, I, nobody I've watched did Jalen Ramsey just lock on a guy for an entire game. Now, this is a Super Bowl. Maybe they say, okay, that those were playoff games and those were important, but this is the game of the year. We need our star best cornerback in the league, in their opinion, um, also mine, <laughs> uh, to uh, also lock Tyler down. And it's... Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd said the same thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, he. I feel like he is. I feel like just because Stephon Gilmore just took his step down as he got a little bit older. But anyway, um, you pay that guy, you trade for that guy, you have that belief in that guy. You can just lock him the entire game, but I just haven't seen it. So I don't believe that they'll do it. I, now, third down, lock. They lock him on every third down. Uh, Adams and Evans, it felt like every third down zone, man, they put Ramsey wherever that guy went. And I mean, that's annoying. <laughs> but I mean, the real way to beat him is Mike Evans. If you watch the Bucks game, he gets Ramsey. Stop me if you've heard this late hands on a go route with a little little push off at the end for a touchdown i mean that sounds like jamar chase if he can get that you know i'm also hearing mike that uh maybe there's an early down passing opportunity here we, we talked a lot about first down runs last week seems like this is a week where maybe you want to look at opening that up a little bit on those ambiguous downs oh definitely and i think 
one of the battles of the game is just early early downs. Can you get Jamar Chase an advantageous matchup? I don't think the world of Darius Williams, and I don't know the nickel cornerback's name, but they both give up a lot of plays (laughs) on film. Adams got the nickel for a huge slot fade. um, And the other guy, Williams gives up plenty of plays too. So, I mean, Higgins has his opportunity if they try to lock uh, Ramsey on. Yeah, early on, they're going to play zone. They're not going to match up. uh, At least they haven't before. Uh, Anything's possible, but they're not going to match up best on best. And if you can isolate Jamar Chase against either one of those other guys, or if you want to isolate T. Higgins, who's a very good receiver in his own right. We talk a lot about Chase, but um, either one of those guys isolated against Williams or the slot, I think you're looking at uh, a pretty nice advantage there. The only problem is can you protect long enough with Donald and Miller coming, which – Hopefully. <laughs> and that's what it's going to come down to, right? Is look, Donald and Miller are going to hit Burrow and they're going to put heat on him. They just are like, let's not pretend that the Bengals aren't going to be able to do it, but can the Bengals receivers dominate that, that secondary and kind of wash it out, you know, have a couple big plays, have a couple, uh, you know, third down. That's fine. You want to take chase away. Tyler Boyd should be, and we haven't seen it recently, but should be the best third down receiver on the team. Like that's fine. Right. That That's, so to me, that's that's the balance. Can the the Rams defensive line whoop the Bengals offensive line? Of course. But will the Bengals weapons be able to do enough to make up for that? And with the way Joe Burrow's playing, because naturally you'd say, no, probably not. Burrow's not going to have enough time. But with the way Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow's playing, I think there's certainly uh, a chance that that happens. And CJ Zama is the other guy that I think we should talk about. He seemed bullish on not missing the biggest game of his life in his Monday media session. So we'll keep an eye on him throughout the week. We do have to talk, however, about what will happen when the Rams offense is on the field. And we'll go there with Mike coming up next. But first, I have to tell you about rockauto.com because, let's be honest here, there's nothing worse than having unreliable transportation. Nothing worse. And you want to stay on the road. You want to be able to get to point A to point B and not have to be concerned or stuck on the side of the road. And guess what? RockAuto.com can help you do that for less. They've been in the business for more than three decades, serving you with the best quality parts for your car, truck, or van for less. So make sure you check them out right now at RockAuto.com. Whether you're driving a Daewoo, a Kia, a Honda, a Corolla, a Mercedes-Benz, a Beamer, a Bentley, it goes on and on and on. RockAuto.com has you covered right now. And when you check out and you make that purchase, make sure you use Locked On in that response box just so they know we sent you amazing prices, the best selection, all the parts you'll ever need, rockauto.com. We're in Los Angeles. Maybe you want to be in Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56. You've got to be here now that the Bengals are playing in the big game, right? You, you know you have to be there to see the Bengals win it all. You can scour resellers. We've been seeing those ticket prices, but why wait? If you want a Super Bowl experience of a lifetime, check out our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats only available with On Location. You want to celebrate on the field with the team? On Location. It's not just about game day. It's end-to-end travel. It's exclusive Super Bowl weekend events across Los Angeles. Pre-game parties with A-lister musical talent and so much more we just don't have time to talk about. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering you the most exclusive ticket package you can find, period. 
Check them out at onlocationexp.com slash SB56. Again, onlocationexp.com slash SB56, or just search Super Bowl on location. That's Super Bowl on location to get yourself to LA the right way. All right, Sands, I have to start with this because there's the Andrew Whitworth narrative. It's going to happen, and we're going to be talking about that. But let's start with the Rams offensive line in general. Is this Bengals defensive line capable of putting heat on Matthew Stafford, making him make mistakes? Obviously, that's a, a storyline that a lot of our listeners have already heard, and it's how we talked about it at the top of the show. So Rams offensive line, Bengals defensive line. Who, who has the edge there and why? <sighs> this would be an awesome game to have Ogan Joby, in my opinion, just because I – I don't think the world of their interior offensive line. I think that the center is a little bit of a weak point, but do the Bengals have a guy that can really exploit that? Now, BJ Hill's a fine pass rusher. DJ Reader's got a, a few moves up his sleeve, but Joby was the guy that had like seven sacks, 24 quarterback hits. He w- could fly off the ball. When he was on, he was on. He could take over a game sometimes. So that's where I wish I, they had that, but they do still have the advantage, I think, on some of those guys. And, I'll be honest. Sands, you tweeted about a guy. I think you're about to go there, but you tweeted to him and he responded to you. (laughs) Oh, Mike Daniels? Uh, No, I think think he'll be awesome in the run game. Now, he's never been a a great pass rusher, but last year, I'll I'll never forget this, he bullied Brandon Scherf (laughs) onto his butt and grabbed Alex Smith by the ankles. We get a few of those and get Stafford to, I mean, Hey, he's he's the type of guy that's a lot. He did it this year where when he's falling down, just throw one up. And that got picked six for uh, Tennessee for a nice touchdown on national television. Um, I hope that he does a great job. I, I, I mean, I hope the interior kills him. I will say, I think Trey Hendrickson has the edge over current Andrew Whitworth. I think Andrew Whitworth is a good player. But I think Trey Hendrickson as a pass rusher is better. And especially lately, because it feels like Whitworth... I don't know the the long season or maybe he has some injuries or catching up to him. It just, I feel like it's not a great matchup for him because Hendrickson can fly off the ball. He can get around uh, hand. He beats hand usage. What he doesn't beat is a guy that's really explosive and can get out in front of him and keep in front of him like that. So I think you could see a few Hendrickson wins. I wouldn't say they have the advantage. I'd call it probably a push in the pass game, but I do think in the run game, the Rams like to get to a lot of the stuff the Titans do. And we saw against the Titans, DJ Reader take over. And I think DJ Reader is facing an even more inferior center and interior offensive line this game in the run game. I think we could get a DJ Reader game in the run game, even though they're not going to play the what I, what I want to call the meat package with a thousand pounds between the tackles. Probably not playing that against the Rams, but DJ Reader could still take over the run game. And I, I'm all here for it. I'd love to see that. It does seem like it would be dangerous to play that heavy package against the Rams just because like their their play action that they have this big play action naked boot package, which they, they seem to go to a lot. It sounds like maybe they've gotten away from it a little bit in the playoffs. They've started to do more empty stuff with Stafford being comfortable with uh, a spread kind of attack instead. But I noticed that their play action game, unlike the Bengals, their play action game looks like wide zone. The the blocking on their play action passes looks like wide zone 
And there were there were plays where I thought it was a run, that it was a pass. There were plays that I thought it was a pass, it was a run. And this is for me watching on all 22. So very deceptive, in my opinion, the way that they move their offensive line. And that makes it kind of dangerous to take any one singular approach. And that's where I'm going here. Luan Arumo, in the past couple of games, has, has come up with some pretty singular strategies, I would say, that have worked against more one-dimensional teams than I think the Rams are. Now, the Rams' rushing game in the playoffs has gone the way of the dodo it's non-existent right now it's extinct they're like averaging two and a half yards per carry or something in, in recent games it's pretty rough but they do still to me present a more multi-dimensional threat than the chiefs who kind of blew out a remote bet you're not going to run the ball they didn't so drop eight work and against the titans it was we're not scared of brian Tannehill. turns out brian Tannehill threw two three picks so they rightfully weren't scared of Ryan Tannehill. What kind of approach do you think we could see from Lou Anarumo this week with that chameleon defense? I think the San Francisco 49ers, with how often they play them, and I really liked what they do on defense to the Rams. I think there's some tells in what the Rams do, and I think that they pick up on it. Now, what they do to stop that boot game is the backside end uh, on, on wide zone. They get into a wide nine. And they just rush him at the quarterback. And <laughs> you're not going to run boot and let your guy get killed like that. So that gets them to kind of stop doing that. But I mean, it opens up a hole there because you're so wide. You you need your your guys on the on the inside and the other one to really kick some butt over there and let your linebackers play free to make that tackle if it is wide zone. But I think that's one way you get them out of doing that. I think they get into the shotgun, they run inside zone, but they run it like zone read. And it's like, I'm not scared of Stafford. Just crash that in. You get zoned away from the shotgun. Just go go get the running back. I, I mean, maybe Stafford pulls it and starts running like Ryan Finley. <laughs> then you make an adjustment, but I doubt it. And uh, the other thing that I think Ryan the 49ers Finley. do that's really smart with their ends, more end talk, is whenever they get a solo block from a tight end, and you don't see a tackle coming to overtake you, it's tight end screen. And they tell those guys, they must tell those guys, I'm not in the meeting. Whenever you get a tight end solo block and there's nobody coming to overtake you, hey, just sit there and just get in the way because now he's got turf the ball. It's a screen pass. You can't go to a second read, so that's a wasted down. They run a lot of screens. And if you could take away the tight end ones, I mean, you're, doing, you're taking away a few plays in the game. So there's a lot the 49ers do that I like. Um, one thing that the Bengals can't really do is how much they trust Fred Warner. Uh, I, I like Logan Wilson and Pratt, but Fred Warner might be the best linebacker in the league. So you can kind of let him be a Superman a little bit. So you got to adjust from there. But there's a few things in that in that film that I'm like, OK, I think Lou could take this uh, work on the tendencies, try to uh, take away some of the plays the Rams like to get to. Let's uh, let's dive to the best. Oh. Yeah, he's been the best receiver in football. I know people are going to say Jamar Chase, and that's fine. It's locked on Bengals, and you can you can hate me all you want. But Cooper Cup has been amazing. Triple crown winner, receptions, yards, touchdowns. He's just been great. Um, what do the Rams do to get him open? Because it seems like he he's always open, always has an advantageous matchup. Everyone knows the ball is going to him, and yet he's still open. I, I saw some of your tweets, and obviously they'll try to get him matched up on linebackers. Uh, so that – and then how does Odell impact things as far as Cooper Cup getting open? Because I'm sure he does have an impact. Yeah, they like to put Cooper Cup on a few routes. Um, weak choice, uh, Lucy, looky, slop, slant until you can't. It's all the same route. It's a slant out combo, and they just go off the leverage of whoever's playing him. The way I play my, Cooper – My best, by the way, was slant until you can't. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so – 
the best way to take that away, in my opinion, is uh, if you I'd only do this on third down because I just think that all these seven, eight yard receptions, whatever. I, I think that Mike Hilton can get the better of him sometimes. He's not going to do it every down. And early downs, I just don't like allocating all my resources to a guy running an eight yard route. But if it's third and five, you just get a double and uh, you do that by moving a safety down and you let the linebacker take the inside part. And I watched the Packers do this at least once. The linebacker walls off the inside and the cup can't break outside because the safety comes down. He's keying on him. Now, the issue is that you've got Odell or whoever on that side one on one with whatever corner. But if you trust Cheeto to take that away, then then you're golden. That side's shut down. You just got to worry about the other side. He, they also like to put him on some double moves. He's a really good route runner. I think we all know that. Um, and they like to get him in the slot to get some advantageous matchups. But heck, Mike Hilton had a great game against him in 2019. I haven't watched it yet. I'm hoping to get the get the film for that. But I think it was a lot of man. I do think there is some brackets and some other stuff in there. But if Mike Hilton can get the better of him in this game, and you're not going to stop Cup, he gets 12, 15 targets a game. <laughs> He's going to get 80 yards, yeah. but don't yeah. let him get 150. And the other thing I think is early downs, I'm fine with him catching those seven-yard passes and not allocating my safety to him because Odell and Van Jefferson are still explosive threats, and you don't want to be taking away the seven-yard route when they've got uh, Odell or whoever one-on-one -on -one with either corner. I mean, I don't want to sing out Eli Apple because he's been playing great, but I still just have fear in my heart of – Odell is one-on-one -on -one with Eli Apple and we're, we're going to let the safety double on cup. It's like, okay, I'm not sure. And he, he's run sluggos. He runs deep routes. Van Jefferson's also a deep guy. You don't want to give up the 70 yard bomb. Cause you're so focused on taking away the seven yard pass. And, and if Odell sees that, let's be honest. If he sees 20 across from him, he's going to say, all right, I'm going to eat. Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's what he's going to be thinking. So I, I agree with you. You'll see him tighten up his gloves. <laughs> no, the wide receivers do that when they like their matchup. I'll say this about Odell. It seems like he's kind of feast or famine right now. Like he and Stafford don't seem to be 100% on the same page just in terms of where the landmarks are or how they're reading the defenses. It looks like, you know, Odell might see something where he wants to get a little bit more depth and Stafford's throwing it flat on these crossers because the Rams are running tons of crossers, tons of flood concepts that are challenging the defense on every level from – you know, the high secondary, second level, and in the flat. And so I think that's challenging. Sean McVay is really good at scheming up those free yards. He's going to do it against the Bengals. That's just what he's really good at. He's, he's great at finding structural weaknesses in, in what it is you're doing. But Luana Rumo, to his credit, has done a great job in the last couple of weeks in the playoffs here of making these opposing offensive coordinators' tendencies go against him. And when you can do it to Andy Reid, who's one of the greatest to ever do it, it gives you some confidence to do it as well against Sean McVay, who, you know, in a few years, maybe we're also saying is, is one of the best to ever do it. He's off to a great start. Mike, appreciate the time and the insight as always. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. A ton of great content, like we said, coming your way from Radio Row the rest of the week as James and I will continue to try to record together in person and coexist. It'll be great. We're really excited for it. Hope you are too. Until next time, Bengals fans, hootay and have a good one.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.